2: Back in the saddle again We're back in the saddle again Okay,
0: Gene Autry, what's that all about?
2: Well, after our normal break, Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan are back on the air with ten months of terrible commercials.
0: Ever think of hiring a copywriter? That's pretty good.
2: Hey, we're selling cars, not carpets. Anyways, too expensive. Check out our new press release.
0: This just in, Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan have started out 2022 as the number one and number two dealers in the state of Minnesota. Jason Leckler has been quoted as saying, this is the year I bump off Dan Resch. He studied animal husbandry for crying out loud. Dan replied with, blow it, JLo."
3: Take it from zap They ship today.
0: We are back. Alex is in the... I'm here. Sorry. She's I've, in the studio. I've been
4: on a child dance shoe extravaganza this morning.
0: Do,
5: do, 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 do. Trying right. to find
4: pre-owned child dance shoes. Is all right, positive.
5: Arch, we are ready for Paul. Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: Making Memories, which features the number one duet of Put Your Head on My Shoulder with Olivia Newton-John, My Way with Michael Buble, Andrea Bocelli, and You Are My Destiny with Il Devo. We, uh, they all just also just announced his 22-city North American concert to it. Well, we're going to have to get the schedule because he better be coming here is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> Paul Anka, how are hey you, there
6: sir? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good to talk to you. Thank you for having me on.
0: Oh, God, it's a great... It's an honor to have you on, Paul. We're not worthy, let me put it that way.
6: Well, we don't look at life that way. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived... I, I've lived saying there's no one beneath me. I've had a great team, a lot of people around me, and it's a pleasure, and I've been coming to your hood for years and years, and uh, I think I might be in the area, because the tour is uh, two-pronged. It'll be you know, in October, November, and then next year also, which takes us into the
0: spring. I think it'll be terrific. Mr. Anka, i got to ask you a question. Thank you. I, I can't look back. I can't remember when it I think it was on The Tonight Show. Yeah. Might have been a year or two ago, if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> or maybe a decade or two. But you were telling yeah. a story, and I was just fascinated. And I can't remember who it was, but I believe it was some of the some of the nice Catholic kids in the neighborhood, maybe Italians, which is why, you know, yeah. they used to call you Palanca.
7: which I thought...
6: you remember telling oh, that? Oh, 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 i tell you what that is. You know, back in the 50s, when, you know, pop music was in its inception, I traveled around the world, and I really loved, you know, going to these foreign countries. Well, in the 60s, when I, I, I finished my uh, contract at ABC, um... RCA Victor, who I joined with Presley and all those guys over sure. there, uh, they said, we've got this big new record studio in Italy. I said, wow, I want to go to Italy again. And I went over and I started recording in Italian. And, you know, we got real lucky and we sold millions of records. And it was like my song on Volto" was like the first number one million seller in Italy. But, you know, you're talking language, like France to Spain to Germany. And, it, mm-hmm. and in Italy, my name was like one name. Like i go to a hotel, they'd say, oh, Mr. Polanca. Polanca, 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 Polanca. So that's all the that was it from the 60s on. So every time I run into an Italian from Italy, even in my concerts, Polanca. <laughs> That's
0: where that came from. That's very true, yes. Paul, I'm yes. telling you, you I, I will never forget yeah. you telling that story. I thought it was just hilarious because, I, like I said, I grew up a nice Catholic boy. Well, I don't know but a nice Catholic boy, yeah. but, I, you know, I grew up in, a, yeah. in the culture. So it meant a lot to me. I, I, it was a great story, no, no question.
6: Well, thank you. As an altar boy, I had no vision that I'd
0: be
7: called
0: Polenka six years later when I got the record. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. His new album, yeah. Making Memories, features the number one duet to Put Your Head on My Shoulder with Olivia Newton-John, My Way" with Michael Bublé and Andre Bocelli. You Are My Destiny with Il Devo just announced his 22-city North American concert tour. We got the schedule, and I will check that. Uh, it also coincides with Paul's. What does this say, your 30th birthday? Is that what it says, Paul?
6: Yeah, there was a misprint. It's not 80th birthday. It's 30. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh-huh. what I,
0: that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. And to, yep. if you don't mind, spend a little time talking about because because what is the deal with TikTok? You're huge on TikTok.
6: I have no idea. <laughs> you know, years ago, years ago, you know, through I I only looked at my career in five year increments. You know, who knew what all this stuff right is, is, is happening? But um, I had no idea what it was. Uh, I found out through you know, some kids in the neighborhood who came to the front door and started singing, put it on my shoulder, and I'm going, okay, what's up, you know? And they said, TikTok, TikTok, it's on TikTok. Everybody, everybody, says, said, what's TikTok? I had no idea. <laughs> well, obviously, I got educated real quick. Sure. And now you've got, I don't know, 100 million downloads on this thing in the doorway, the silhouette. Uh, you know, you just have to be grateful, frankly, because, you know, I don't live in the past and, you know, a lot of people that come up to me uh, and talk about, oh, the music today and we don't like this. I, I look, I go, stop. You're talking to the wrong guy here. You know, anything that's happening today, you've got to look at it and understand it's here and whatever the demographic is that wraps their arms around it, it's real and you just got to get it, okay? And not criticize or be judgmental. And it's, it's, this like you guys in your podcast my son-in-law jason bateman just made a big deal sure. for his po- podcast and i'm going on his and rogan and you know who knew a podcast right years ago right No, you're right and it's here and it's real and people eclectically live their lives and pick what they want that they that's relevant that has substance so the whole tiktok thing you know, great. Do what you want with it, you guys. You can undress. You can run down the street. You can whatever it is. Um, I get it. And I like it. And thank you, everybody. You know,
0: no, that is a wonderful thing. One thing I, I have to tell you uh, <clears throat> years ago, again, I was, let's mm. see, you're 30. So at the time, I must have been 20, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, at least. So, at, least. <laughs> at least. Well, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> But I was—I would watch you on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson or the Joey yeah. Bishop Show or whatever it was, and I was as impressed yeah. the way you comported yourself. You didn't come across as a guy who thought he was a big—I mean, you've written—you—you you wrote the theme song for the Tonight Show, did you not?
6: Yes, sir. I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm
7: guilty.
6: That's a whole—that's a whole other story, you know. It's a—you uh, know—my business is—it starts with a phone call, you know.
7: Yeah. Uh, in this
6: instance, I was doing a a TV special, and uh, I felt it needed some comedy relief. You know, just so sit and look at me for two hours on television, so I, I said send me some kinescopes. Back then, that's what it was.
7: Yeah. I
6: looked at one film, and there's this guy, Johnny Carson, and he the whole concept was he was he drank all night till about 4 or 5 in the morning. Then he went and did a kiddie show two hours later. Oh, God. It was really hilarious, because you could imagine. So anyway, long story short, I hired him, and we met, and I met him in New York, I think a few months later, and said, hey, John, what are you up to? He said, well, I'm going to do this TV show, it's I don't know, a tonight show. I may do it for a year. I went, <laughs> who knew, right? right. And uh, he said, I'm going to change this, I'm going to change that, and he said, I'm looking for a theme song. And I said, great. So I went in the studio, and I did a quick demo, it cost me about four or 500 bucks, and uh, I sent it to him, and he said, God, I love it. I love it. He said, let me get it back to you. So he called me back, and he said, you know what, I can't do it can't use it. I said, why? He said, well, this guy, Skitch Henderson, that's the band leader, he's been there for a while and he did want some kid cutting in on his action, and I (laughs) thought, John, I said, that's terrible news. I said, well, you think about it, but by the way, John, I'll give you half of all the royalties. Oh! That was the catch that nobody knows, so I I gave him half of the song because I figured if he's on a year, I mean, I'd rather have something, so uh, (laughs) he he called the next day again. Said, "You got it. You're on." Well, did we know he'd be on what? Thirty nine years. Thirty nine. So, yes. The answer is da 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 da.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and uh, this one little ditty uh, called "My Way." Gee, I think I've heard of that one.
6: Yeah, that was another story. <laughs> that was. Uh, you know, I, I was the youngest kid in Vegas, and all those guys were twice my age, and you know Bobby Darren and myself and Frankie Avalon sure we were teenagers doing this stuff and we looked up you know it, it only went as far as the Rat Pack in Vegas you know there was no Beatles yet and there was no Hendrix that changed it and it was all about Sinatra you know and uh, so I got lucky and I started working with these guys and you learned a lot as you can imagine and He'd always teased me, you know, through the years about writing for him. Well, of course, my writing chops extended to teenagers. I, you know, he would, it would have been a horse's head in my bed if I'd even attempted to give him something. So um, about four or five years later, we are in Florida. and He was doing a movie, and I was uh, singing at the Thumb Blue. Oh, sure. And uh, he took me to dinner, and uh, he said, kid, that was my nickname. We all had nicknames, you know, Dean was Dino, and... Sammy was smoking the bear on and on. So uh, he said, I'm quitting show business, and I'm doing one more album with Costa. And Costa was my a and director who found me and made it all possible, and I introduced him to Sinatra. He said, I'm doing one more album, and that's it. I'm getting out of here. He said, you never wrote me a song. So I went back to New York, you know, where I was living at the time, and, and I, you know, I just couldn't get out of my head. Frank Sinatra, a guy quitting. And um, I started writing around midnight big thunderstorm outside and uh, and it started to flow I sat there metaphorically and started writing it as so if he were writing it and uh, around five six in the morning I finished it I called him in Vegas he was doing his last Caesars Palace show and uh, I flew out gave it to him and looked at me said "I like it kid and about two three months later I get a phone call from Los Angeles I'm in New York and the operator uh, said Frank Sinatra calling from the Sunset Sound Recording. I said, yeah. He so said, I take the call. He says, kid, listen to this. He put the telephone up to a uh, speaker. I heard it for the first time right there, and I started crying. I was Aww. so happy. I just started crying, man. So it's gone on. I don't know how, you know, you get inspired, and it's, you know, affected so many lives. I get letters from weddings to funerals to whatever, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those nights where it all came together, you know.
0: Paul, the reason, the reason I brought up uh, the Tonight Show theme song and My Way, and you just sealed the deal saying what you said, you started crying. When I watched you as yeah. a, you know, a young, young teenager, young boy, whatever, I always thought, boy, he's such a nice guy, being a huge star that he is. You always comported yourself very, very well. You never were impressed with yourself, too, too much impressed with yourself. You were just a really good guest
6: on the talk shows, I thought. Oh, Thank you. Well, you know, it's you know, when you start out like I did, and I had a great family, you know, my father and mother made a rest. I was Canadian, which is a different environment up there. And they just sure. pounded it into me. You know, they, they wanted me to be a lawyer. They didn't have any idea that this could happen. And, you know, everyone has to realize back in the 50s, you know, pop music was in its infancy stage. And, mm-hmm. and I was this kid running around, you know, trying to tell people, you know, I've got some songs. They'd laugh at me. There was none of this idol shows and all of that. And I even broke into the backstage at a rock concert where Fats Domino and Chuck Berry were oh, working. Oh, God. Uh, so I liked and I, I sang my song to Chuck Berry. He said, kids, it's the worst song I've ever heard. <laughs> 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 so I, I, I learned rejection. And the irony of it was about a year or two later, I'm on the bill with uh chuck berry you know singing diana which uh you know in in the i was what, 56 you know i went down during my easter vacation i had some money from my paper out and you know i i just believed and uh you know one thing led to another and recorded it in may and all of a sudden by august i'm on american bandstand and just what i learned from the inception you know at that time was you know like my family's my father told me when i left you know he He just gave me a Bible, and and he said, Now, you just be nice to everybody, but don't trust anybody. Good advice. And I realized that as I got in this business, which, you know, was not the most favorable, because you have all sorts of clients and what have you, in behavior, I just said, You know what? If I'm watered at this badly and I got it, I'm just going to keep my nose clean and deal with it the best I can, because... You know the fallacy is that you know people shouldn't look up to any of us because we're we, would, we didn't start sophisticated. Most people didn't in life. You get lucky and you're traveling on this journey, just trying to deal with that kind of ridiculous success. I mean, here I was at fifteen, sixteen, earning three hundred dollars a week. Oh, I mean three hundred dollars. I mean move it around. It was three dollars a week with my paper route, right? Right. So it really hits you and. uh then I became the youngest to work Vegas with the Rat Pack, and I'm going and Mafia and all this stuff, and and I was taught to behave. So, you know, I, I internally was that way anyway, because you just get a lot more in nice and, and appreciating what you got. It's just the way I deal with it. People make their choices
8: and live or die by it. Mr. Anka, th- uh, my name's Ralph Basham. I'm on the podcast with Tom. You know, and and uh, my wife had a brush with yeah. fame with you years ago Ooh. and uh, <laughs> <He> goes, oh. <laughs> uh, and this is you know it, it's, it's and it's a good Italian uh, group uh, in Chicago uh, with uh, yeah. Steve Lombardo and Sweetwater
6: Oh, uh, my buddies I love that restaurant it,
8: it, and they, now it's Gibson's. Gibson's yeah and they, they, they I'm sure that you'll be dropping in when, when you're there but they uh, she ran she ran her name was Lindsay Kolb at the time and she ran with Marilyn Lang and uh, uh, Gina Tomasano uh, were, were sure. the, were the, that, that group where she was one of the, the gals that were, were there, sort of in the shadows, but she she remembers uh, seeing you and uh, visiting with you. She it left a great memory for her, so thank you.
6: Well, you know, hello. I'm, I'm sure she's still around. God, she hopefully. She is. Uh, yes. That was my hangout. You know, Chicago was the key record of Breaking City, that, New York, Cleveland, et cetera. And, um, and I'll be back there, you know, on the October tour in November. And it's always been very special, you know, for me. And I've been going to Lombardo's restaurants for years and, uh, they have a great product and they're good people. And they were my partners when I put up the first discotheque in Las Vegas called Jubilation. Oh. And, uh, oh. they really do a great job. And, um. Hello,
7: out there to
8: everybody. Yeah, yeah. That 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 that's very interesting because I I remember Lindsay talking about Jubilation and the involvement that he yeah. had there, and uh, yeah, that was that was very interesting. You know, um, his other friend was uh, first name Bob, um, who Bob Martico. Uh, Bob Martigo. He Bob Ended, up, ended okay. up finally marrying Marilyn Lang, and they live in Vegas now. That's right. She was a Playboy bunny,
6: wasn't she? She was
8: a Playmate of the Year. Oh. Yeah, playmate of the year.
6: Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. That uh, yeah, Bob and I haven't spoken to him in a few years, but Steve, I've been uh, very close to for many, many years.
8: Yeah, it's a, it's a great bunch, great bunch of people in Chicago.
6: Oh, the best. They're absolutely best. Steve is salt of the earth guy for sure, for sure.
0: Uh, in all honesty, I, I like to tell the truth, Paul. I, I, I was never playmate of the year. I'm very upset. <laughs>
6: There's still time. Well, you know, you have something to look forward to, don't you? <laughs> that's right. It's right down Do the line. You'll be playmate of the year if you want it. Now,
7: yeah. now, <laughs> exactly. It.
6: You know, Paul. It's yeah, so... even now, I think it's a wider door for you. <laughs> What's, yeah?
0: That's exactly right, Paul. The great thing about yeah. just sitting here talking to Paul Anka for me, my my wife is on the show, our son Andy, and our daughter Alex, and the connection that I that I make just talking to Paul Anka with my children here my wife here, my mother, who would be 101 tomorrow if she were still alive, but she's not, she wow. thought you were God. I will tell you that, pal. I, but I suppose a lot of women did.
6: Well, listen, I'm not a God. Um, <laughs> but I Certainly, I appreciate... Uh, you know, look, I, I respect those that have, you know, just lived that long, full life because they're doing something right. Yeah. You know, I've always been inspired by them because... You know, I've got a 16 year old and uh, I've got a life that I'm living that I appreciate. So I do everything I can to uh, stay alive as long as I can. And, uh, you know, the mothers of the world and you guys that have them for a long time are very fortunate. You know, I lost mine when I was 18 years old. Oh ago. God. Mm-hmm. That's sure. always been a tough one for me. But there's nobody like them. You know, you, you've got to realize as most of us do. You know their purpose in life, uh, along with you know, hopefully having a life of their own, is it's just amazing. So my hats off to all the mothers in the world, and to you guys and women that
0: have them. No question, Paul. Does, how does it? How do you take it internally when people like Olivia Newton John, Michael Bublé, Andrea Bocelli, Al uh, they line up to work with you? That's that's quite an honor, don't you Those they, are some of the greatest singers ever born.
6: Well, no doubt. I see their assessment of their talent. You know, there's a lot of talented people out there, even this new demographic that's out there. Um, You know, I look at it from a professional side and a, a human side in that, you know, when you can find, you know, people in your business that want to work with you and do, and I've been, you know, blessed for years. I mean, from way back from Buddy Holly to Connie Francis through the years, Michael Jackson... And I've worked with a lot of them on my last album a few years ago, a album. So when it's Olivia, you know, an amazing, mm-hmm. an amazing human being with such a challenge with where she is health-wise today and known her for years to, you know, see how she, in the midst of everything, said, yeah, I want to do it. And, uh, you know, Michael, who I was there in the beginning, produced, co-produced his first album and stayed a good friend of his for years. And who, what can I tell you about? But Jelly. So when they come forward, like the last album, I had Willie Nelson and Dolly Parton. Right, on and on. it's great. You know, it's um, it's a warm feeling because it, it just kind of compounds your feelings about there's other people doing great things, like hopefully you are, and you're not the only one. And the nuance that each of them bring that is so unique. It's great to be a part of something that you can't do. I can't sound like Willie. You know, I can't certainly sound like Dolly, but. But Tom Jones, who I've worked with, you know, she's a lady, did very well for us. I was mm-hmm. inspired because great artists, great voice. So it goes on and on uh, in terms of the relationship that you have with other people in your business. It's kind of a form of respect that goes back and forth from all of us.
0: Did you? Was it your idea to put the... no, Now, uh, Michael Buble and Andrea Bocelli are doing My Way. Are you on that recording with them,
6: I hope? Oh, yes. You know, it's a, when I decided to do Making Memories, you know, with COVID, the good and the bad side of it, I was just mm-hmm. writing like crazy. And I knew I had to do my way because of the anniversary of the song. And I said, well, you know, I'm not ready to listen to myself singing it for four and a half minutes. <laughs>
7: so I tell you,
6: where it's kind of emanated was <laughs> a couple of summers ago, I was in Europe and I, I've known Bocelli and met him, you know, years ago and uh, he he came out and we spent time he and his wonderful family and he invited us to his his restaurant in uh, Forte de Marme. so we go and there's a group of us at dinner and there must have been 125 people maybe maybe less in the restaurant. So in the midst of the meal, they wheeled a the piano out in the middle of the restaurant, and he gets up, he goes over because he's a piano player. He started in bars in Italy. Mm-hmm. He starts singing my way. He said, "But hey, Uncle, come over to sing a song with me now." You had a piano, Puccelli, People are eating dinner, and I went over, and I started singing my way with them. Right? So obviously, I'm saying, wow, this is something. And all these people, they would have paid a thousand dollars for the meal just to get this. They had no idea it was coming. Right. And uh, we finished it. It was just you know, a great moment. And when you know, fade out, fade in. When I started with my way, you know, thinking of it for the album. I said, i got to get Andre on here, and uh, called him in Italy. Well, of course, they were socked down with 19. And he said, Yeah, send over the music I do for you. So he did it. <laughs> he sends it back. Now, Buble calls, because I keep in touch with him. His family was up from Argentina. do not come on to dinner, because we know, as I said, we stayed in touch. We get together. And I'm sitting there, I'm saying, well, wait a minute. If I got two, maybe I'd get three of us. I said, Michael, I'm doing the da 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 He said, yeah, I'm in. So that's the way it happened in our business. So within the, within a week, week or two, I had the two guys committed. Michael went in in the midst of his album and did it. And here I am in the midst of these two great voices, these great artists. And you got my way now with Buble, Bucelli, and Anka. So, hey, how lucky can you get and how fortunate do you feel, right? Exactly.
0: Paul, your producer said you have to move on. I, I cannot tell you what an honor it was to talk to you today. Paul Anka, ladies and gentlemen, very quick Canadian story. Canadian Paul Anka, Canadian Michael yeah, Buble both. was very, very excited. Yeah. I talked to Michael Buble on the phone one time, and he said, hey, Tom, I heard something. I said, what's that? And he goes, you know hockey, Canadian hockey legend, Lou Nanny? I said, yeah, he's a good friend. He acted like I was talking about God. Mm-hmm. The Canadian hockey players. <laughs> they love that. He loved, wow. the loves them.
6: Isn't that... so? Well, I'm a hockey nut. I mean, I helped bring the Senators, you know, Senators right? at At a part of that. Uh, I, I, I apologize to everyone because they never yeah. about it. <laughs> but uh, they're, uh, you know, we were brought up like that. I mean, my backyard was, you know, i hose it down and I was playing hockey every winter, and uh, it's been a part of our lives. I and mean, I was going through all my photos because I'm doing—they're doing a documentary of, of my life. We're going to start it in a couple of months. And,
7: oh, great! And I was
6: looking, and I got a picture of Bobby Ho, Gordie Howe, sure. and Wayne Gretzky, and me in a one photo.
7: <laughs> Woo, <laughs> and, I like. And
6: it. I said, "Man, I said this has got to be worth something." <laughs> so I—Gretzky's an old friend of mine, but we love our hockey, and I mean, you guys do pretty well there. You know, yeah, you've oh, got yeah. your moments.
0: We have our moments, Mr. Yep. Anka. I hope we. Yeah. Uh, I hope yep. when you're in town, I'll get a chance to come back and say hello. And, and just again, what an honor talking to you, sir. Thank you.
6: Well, thank you, and I insist. I insist on it. You know, we'll look you up. You come. You come back and see me for sure.
0: We'll get it done, sir. Thank you.
6: Thank you. Bye.
0: Paul a legendary. This guy wrote My Way. He oh, wrote the theme for The Tonight he Show. Wrote so he wrote so many yeah, songs. He,
8: we just should
5: have said, whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the list whoa. would be far, far easier to get
8: through. Who haven't you worked with? Yeah, yeah exactly. Who, Who haven't you written you for? With?
5: Speaking of famous musicians... Charlie Watts, Rolling Stones drummer, died today. Oh, oh you no. know. I heard he 80 was 80 years old, yep. Oh. Same age as Paul Angle? Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to say that while Paul was no, I alive. Mean, no, it's pretty yeah,
7: astonishing that oh, a Rolling Stones made a <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it's oh,
5: true. It's remarkable. God. Yeah. Let's oh, just that's fold awful. up the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't, it, I hate that. I when did the Rolling Stones know. break? 1963.
8: Was oh yeah, yes, that long ago? Wow. Yeah, 64, Yeah. long. Yeah. Ago. First, first appearance in America. I wow. hate Mike that. Mike Douglas no, like, show. Yeah,
0: the Mike Douglas well, That's what show. happens when
5: people start turning 80 and 85, 90, you know.
9: That's, that's what happens. That a lot happens.
5: times. Big Stade telling Bop Bop that. uh
0: <laughs> Ix <laughs> Ix
3: Ix on while <laughs> Big
9: Oh, God. Yeah. I was watching the kids this weekend, and we got into in 10 years from now. I said, Fonny will be almost driving a car. Yep. She'll have her learner's permit. Yep.
7: <laughs> mm-hmm. and,
9: and, and what did they say to me? In 10 years, you'll probably be dead.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, well, okay, then. Time. Statistically probably. Untrue, but <laughs> I, uh, I have to tell you, honestly. Yeah. Oh,
9: thanks, kids.
0: Last week okay. I saw this uh, on the docket. Paul Anker was going to originally be on last week. And I saw it and went, there is no way we're going to have Paul Anka on the show. Paul Anka's a legend. I mean, this guy is oh, unbelievable. Nicest man in the world, from what I understand, everybody who ever oh, yeah. knew him.
8: Listen to him, yeah. Yeah,
0: just a great guy. And I said, There's no way. Well, and then all of a sudden, he rebooks. And I went, Paul Anka took the time to rebook on the podcast. He goes, yeah, yeah. he wants to come on your podcast. To talk to Paul Anka, seriously, it makes me miss my mother right now horribly. Because she loved Paul Anka, man. Yeah. Put your head on my shoulder, she thought. Although hearing Toots sing, Put Your Head on My Shoulder with that mm. deep voicer. <laughs> Put
7: your head
0: on my shoulder.
9: And she couldn't like, really she carry a tune uh, in a bag either, no. poor thing. <laughs> no,
7: she could not. I've I always wondered go that.
9: Go people that can't carry a tune, do they hate do not hear
7: the I music? Yeah, I, the way I do it's coming well, out of their
9: head, and Tome then why death? would you
4: like music? Tone-deaf people don't know, I don't think.
5: Oh, but it's like when they listen to music, do they hear what we hear? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, but
9: then they, or yeah, they just like,
5: hear a vague that's concept true. of music. <laughs> yeah, that's a good somehow idea. Somehow
9: some that, filter in the brain just yeah, makes it come out that's funny. That's a metaphysical
8: I don't
5: know. argument. It is. <laughs> is I, it's like, argument? yeah, when I see blue, do you see blue kind of thing? It's like, you know, we can't, we'll never know. But, no, I want to ask about that. If I say
0: that's blue and you say that's blue, I might not be seeing the same color you. That's, that's exactly right. what that's I mean. Some point. Yeah. It yeah. May
8: be, you're maybe yeah. interpreting it entirely. You may be seeing it as red, whereas you know I'm seeing. it. Yep. but we have a common common understanding that you've been trained that when you see that that color is that. And that's mm-hmm. it, so it's an education process for your mind. It, it, that's what always fascinates me about music, is that some songs move me just unbelievably, unbelievably. Yet other people don't even want to listen to them. Yep. And there's other music. You, the other people will listen to. Oh my God, they're crying and they go, "Ooh, man, get that off." It's like you know, yeah. fingers on the chalkboard. Might not be hearing the same thing. You never know. Well, you're hearing it, but it stimulates your brain in different ways. So,
0: all right, I gotta. We got to take a break here. But let me. And some people do understand this. And other people go, "Oh, whatever." But if you had told me when I was, you know, 11, 12 years old, listen to put your head on my shoulders, someday, yeah, someday, Paul Anka's is going to want to come on your show. I'm like bullshit. <laughs> That's not going to happen. What do you? I mean, honest to God, well, what it, a, it just what a thrill that was for me. Really, it, was. Oh,
8: re- truly, truly, what a thrill. What a incredible person.
0: So, Catherine and I, two years ago, got to sit about ten feet away from Tony Bennett, watching him. That remember how mm-hmm. how he was moving around? He was like dancing and singing and he. I mean, the guy's ninety-two years old. I know, and he was time. on his
9: feet the entire show. The whole. I thought, show. I thought the show would be maybe a half an hour.
0: Yeah, yeah.
9: I think it was an, a, a good hour and a half, and he was standing and dancing. I couldn't do that.
0: No, but honestly, God, to, to look back at my childhood and realize now all these years, all these people, you know, I never ever thought I'd be able to talk to Paul Anka. Toots is probably up in heaven going. You know my son talked to Paul <laughs> <do> Hankin.
8: <that>. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gabriel, you know my son just talked to Paul.
0: Yeah. Right. But that's Watts, more bad Watts, news. No,
9: Watts had been diagnosed with throat cancer yes. in two thousand and four. Yeah, oh was. wow.
5: Right. Seventeen years and th- with throat cancer. But, that's actually a pretty went, good run. It went Jeez. into
9: remission and he went and toured for another two years yeah, after but, that. Or I
5: more. Mean, yeah. I can ask I can
0: ask the doc, this one. We saw a movie last night called Twilight, Paul Newman, who's one of the greatest actors ever born, no question. I'd never seen it before. I would never even heard of it before, but Kath and I watched it last night. How about this cast? You got Paul Newman, you got Gene Hackman, you got James Garner, Susan Sarandon, you got Reese Witherspoon. Reese
9: Witherspoon turned up in this movie. She, she was like a 17-year-old. Huh. What? Wow. 90, like said, my God. 90 96 98 90, 98. Oh, I geez. was like, was what? she around that long ago?
0: But I guess us, so, M. Emmett Walsh is in the at very moody, beginning. He tries to kill Paul Newman in the opening scenes, and Newman ends up killing him. And the the and Stockard Channing was in it. I mean, all these. The acting was spectacular. It's so much better than acting. You know how today the acting is like, like Paul Newman would do this. Yeah, what I'll probably do is I'll walk down the street and I'll just go to that one door and we'll take care of it. Now it's like. I'll take a walk down the street, mm. and when I get to the. It's all over the top.
9: Now. Well, everything's mugging
5: for the camera. It is yes. all mugging yeah. now. You're
8: yeah. absolutely right. They're, they think they're on stage rather than for yeah. camera. Yeah,
5: it's stage acting. It's way more. It's like. It's back than how to they the. Uh, what was it? The transatlantic accent era? everyone was talking like this in a yes. completely wow. made up accent in yes. yeah. the 90s. That's exactly right. 90s. That was like the 50s. No, you <laughs> know
9: I said this movie. Was so, in the 90s. Like, oh,
8: is that, that's the British accent you pick up on a transatlantic flight too. Exactly. London. It, <laughs> it was, it was
5: yeah. actually yeah, a made cool. up accent designed to sound like a mixture between an American accent and a British accent because it makes it sound more like, you know, highfalutin it does sound absolutely mm-hmm. so. On the
0: way out, I, the, one of the reasons I brought up Paul Newman was Paul Newman died in 2008 uh, of lung cancer. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. died of lung cancer 2008. He quit smoking in 1986.
9: Nice, didn't he? He smoked a ton in this movie.
0: He actually didn't inhale though. Susan Could Sarandon did inhale. Mind. She did inhale, but he didn't Hattman inhale. And Gene
9: Hackman smoked. Everybody smoked, right? Yeah, they, right? Did. they
0: all oh, yeah. all might. The
5: people yeah, we it.
9: couldn't believe it. It's like, you got a light, you got a light, you got a light, you got
5: a light. <laughs> uh, Is Tim <laughs> you know, like, going to join wow. us after the break, Andy? What? Oh, I, I haven't heard. I don't No, I don't th- think so. Where the hell is
9: Lammers? Well, he's busy I, mean, I
5: think days. he has the StreamYard link, so he's just going to, like, drop in if so. Oh, Okay. okay. Well, again, like I, I
0: cannot tell you how cool that was to talk to Paul. Like a, just, yeah, he
9: seemed like such a down-to-earth guy.
0: I, that's what I loved him so much on the, the Joey Bishop show, the Tonight Show, whatever show. He was just a very, very successful, but a very nice man. So hopefully he comes to that. You guys want to come to the show when he comes to town?
9: I looked at his concert schedule.
0: He's Not coming, coming yet? He's I, I didn't be.
9: see it in Minneapolis. West Palm Beach, however. Yeah, West Palm. Uh, when? February. February 16th, we can
0: oh. go see him. Oh, Where's he going to be? Is he going to be at Kravis Center? Yep. Oh, there we you can go. walk to it. Paul, I'm coming to see you, Pally. I'm coming to see you. We'll Thank take you. a break, be right back with the family. The 2022 Bloomington Boat Show is here and going on now. Get out of the cold and into a 25,000 square foot heated showroom at Dan Southside Marine. A huge inventory of boats means the best deals of the year. Over 60 boats on display from Premier. Avalon, Berkshire, Alumacraft, and more. Explore what's new for 2022 at the Bloomington Boat Show at Dan's Southside Marine. Six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Visit BloomingtonBoatShow.com. Do, 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 do. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, two things. <clears throat> yes. um, to Good have one. Paul Anka on, but what a magnificent day that was for me to be able to talk to Paul Anka. I've always admired that man because he's such a nice man. Everybody that you talked to when I was at Capitol Records or whatever, Paul Anka, one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. You don't believe because he's such a massive star. Yeah. You know, the guy's written every great song ever. But to talk to Paul Anka and to lose Charlie Watts in the same day is kind yeah. of a bitch for me. I got to be honest with you.
9: No, that is kind of weird. Isn't bittersweet, it? Uh, bittersweet
8: mm. day.
0: Charlie Watts, another very, very nice man, very calm and very quiet. Kind of stayed to himself. Didn't get involved in all the brouhaha with, you know, with Mick and Keith Richards and all those people. Brouhaha. Charlie just played the drums and went home. Charlie Watts has died at the age of eighty, which makes me very, very sad. Right.
9: Yes, it's too bad. Um, well, you know, the guys that just play the drums and go home are the
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mick, Mick will probably live forever. Yeah, yeah. Remember what, remember what Tim Tim uh, told us that he was over in India in some temple, and as he was going up the stairs, Mick and his his girlfriend or wife were coming down the stairs, and Mick's wife was about a foot taller than he. He liked was. A, he
9: liked a very tall supermodel. Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, he liked him tall,
0: like a foot taller than Mick. Here he comes down the stairway.
8: Yeah, and he and he was out. I someone uh, t- told me a story in Antigua or one of the islands in the Caribbean. They were there at some beach bar and they're having a drink and there's Mick, another table. They sat down, visited with him a little bit. and just yeah. like a regular kind of person there.
0: I'm surprised Alex hasn't run into him because she's run into everybody. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh my God! You know, oh my God!
8: You're so funny.
0: Stallone. Uh, God. Oh god, there's a good there's a picture of Charlie Watts just popped up on my screen. He did not look healthy in this picture. No. Unfortunately.
9: Well, he had cancer for a long time. That's a pretty yeah. good run with Yeah.
5: 5-year survival rate for throat cancer, I mean depending on the stage of course, but it's generally not 17 years. Yeah, the, we're yeah. talking
9: about the worst thing you can get as a singer, <clears throat> I mean a music, musician <laughs>
5: as or a drummer or, a-
8: or an actor like Val Kilmer.
9: Yeah.
0: Well, well, Fauci, speaking of Italians, (laughs) Fauci has predicted that if everybody gets vaccinated in America... Not gonna happen. We Never. could be back to normal by April. They've
5: been promising that eight months every week now. for the past year. That's I know. All up. we have to, we just need two weeks uh, to wear masks. We just need know, two yeah. more weeks of the shutdown. Just two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah, if, yeah, if, we, if we can
8: get fifty yeah. percent, if we can get seventy five percent, you know, if we can get a hundred percent, you know, we, yeah. you know oh, yeah. we could, you know, if you could wear a mask again, if you could, uh, if you could
5: yeah. wear two masks. That'd be great. And Fauci
9: just apologized for some misspeak or wrong. something, or he said something correct.
4: that I, he actually was called out on.
0: Uh, I get, I'd like uh, to know how much uh, money he has made from all of this.
4: He's the mo- highest-paid government employee.
0: He is uh, the highest. Paid we're government.
8: talking about other kinds of income. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we are. Yeah, not, the, not the kind you. you yes, not the kind you would necessarily pay income tax on. Yeah, miles. yeah. You know, honorarium yeah. donations into Swiss bank accounts. I mean. Uh, you know or you know oh gee, you know we wanted you to have this car you know just shows up in your driveway with a, a you know title to you oh where did this come from mm-hmm. well wow, what a nice gift
4: by your friends at Moderna.
5: <laughs> yeah or it could be as simple as he's going to write a book and he's going to make 20 million dollars off yes. of that yeah right. yeah
8: or he's made 20 million already
5: i'm sure he has i can't even imagine you know they
0: just released a new list of places you do not want to go on vacation because of covid since we're talking about covid anyway florida a volcano no, nowhere.
4: Alabama. Here. Everywhere in the United Trust. States
0: is fine. There's nowhere it, It's oh. not in the United States. Okay. Oh. It's pretty much five or six places I'd never go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so well, are make. Any are you
8: on the travel list? Let's go. Okay, yeah. you ready?
0: Central African Republic. Well, oh, St. Martin. I'd probably go to St. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. That. That. I'd go there. I've been to the Bahamas. I did not care for the Bahamian people. They were not friendly. Remember what how? What'd you say un-
4: about Bohemian people? Remember
0: <laughs> what they? Remember how? Crab-ass the Bahamians were when we were down there? Yeah. Guy called good. honest to God, I'm just walking down the street, and, you know, this is a podcast so I can tell you, he's sitting in the doorway and he's drinking from a, a bagged bottle, right? Bottles in a bag, he's drinking from it. And he's staring at me. And he just will not stop staring at me. So I try to engage, just walk. I keep walking past. I'm not going to stop. But I walk past him, I go, how you doing? And he goes, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> like,
4: we're we had yeah, two we kids.
9: Yeah, we had two kids
0: with us. I've
4: kid. been to the Bahamas.
5: I don't recall this. No, they yeah. went on the Bahamas. I don't. Yeah. They were, no, they weren't. Yeah. No, I don't think so. No, we they went were to the not. Dominican Republic.
9: No. Yeah. Then we stopped at the, uh, at the Bahamas on that Disney cruise, that horrible, oh, the, horrible Disney oh, cruise. No, That's this, why we were there.
0: This was big
5: a different one, I think, wasn't it?
9: Well, that wasn't me then because I didn't go to the... Bahamas, oh, no, so that must have been the once.
5: big red boat, the little red boat. <laughs> the little red boat, yeah. Big Remember oh, that
7: home? Oh. We big had
9: red to
5: walk boat. to
0: the other end of the island to go to a restaurant, which was horrific. Yeah, only
9: our, our uh, vacation could turn into a complete shit show when we get home. The the Big Red Boat was a disaster.
0: A Little Red Boat. A Little Red Boat was a disaster. It It was terrible.
9: It was awful. We had terrible, terrible
4: seas. I remember (laughs) hiding under a table to stay away from Goofy. I did not want to speak
5: to Goofy. You didn't want to speak to Goofy. (laughs) Goofy. I don't don't remember one second of that trip. You don't like remember most it at Most trips all. I remember like little fragments. This
4: is why you
9: shouldn't spend a lot of money on taking your kids places. That is very <laughs> Leave true. Leave them home with babysitter. They're not babysitter. going to
5: remember. <laughs> <it. But laughs> Until yet, the like the <laughs> little red boat is one of the few vacations that we've taken that I remember absolutely nothing.
9: Well, we we got home and I had filled out a comment card and I didn't oh, I didn't r- I didn't rip them to shreds. But Tom on the air mm. at the time had told them that a story about that guy. Yeah yelling yeah. at our family which Disney has no control over no but also uh, there was a, there was a, some curdled milk Gross. at the yeah, at the Yum. breakfast thing and uh, yeah. there was really bad seas and they didn't call you know they didn't warn anybody about that like oh, yeah. go take your drama I mean and kids were barfing in the elevators everywhere. there was vomit it everywhere. was I mean it was bad we should not have been out there in that ship we well, should have been. They should have harbored us vomit. for sure. It was it was, was puke tastic. It is the
5: big red boat, by the way. It I was, is it was a I said boat. it was the no? big
4: red boat. It's
5: the big red boat. Anyway, is no,
0: and then there was, was curdled
9: milk. Boat. There was vomiting. There was all kinds of bad Are you things sure the happening. Curdled milk wasn't vomit? <laughs>
0: Could have been vomit.
9: Somebody drank some milk. Anyway, <laughs> so we we talked about that. Uh, He talked about that on the air, and some uh, employee of Disney Cruise Lines called, I think, CJ.
0: Yeah, she did. And
9: bitched about what you said on the air because it was in contradiction to the comment card, which I did not know could be, you know, like, read publicly she
0: wasn't supposed to do that
9: and uh, CJ accused you of being racist because you didn't like going to where brown people are because the guy called you a
0: mother or whatever Mm -hmm.
9: and it turned into a giant thing
0: I still want to know the <laughs> fact that I was the first morning show in America to hire not one but two black men to be on the show. How could I be racist? And it didn't matter
9: that he was black. He called you no. a name. Exactly. That was the story. Yeah. It wasn't the fact that he had brown skin that was the story.
0: Has not, I grew up with all <laughs> kinds of I don't give a rat's ass what your skin oh. color is.
8: And you didn't Some say that. Wait a second. You didn't say that he was black. No, no I did not. No, so well, he, he, he wasn't. Yeah, he I was d- white. D-
9: you never. Yep, that's true. It was their microaggression against I, us. Exactly. I,
8: was, I was walking in the Bahamas past uh, some, you know, an Asian guy, you know. Yes. It's not racist at all. It has no
0: racing
9: implications no. at all. Because Just I some was guy. called a name with my two children walking around.
0: I also mentioned this uh, on the air. Every meal we ate, the server hit me up for money. Look, yeah, that's a, very a common on the I. My family, islands. they're there at home, yep. they don't have any money. I'm Super like, oh, common. God. Oh, that was on a, the cruise ship? On the cruise ship, yeah. So, uh, we should mention the reason that the seas were so choppy. <laughs> Remember that uh, those three storms that came together up in New England? Oh the, yeah. What yeah. was the name of the storm? Perfect storm. Well, the southern one passed right over our boat to get up north. Mm. That was th- one of those three storms. I
9: have never heard of a cruise ship not going into harbor when oh. when seas are like that, yeah, no, ever.
7: It was
0: well, horrible. No, they, they're really? out in seas. Well, if they can't get anywhere. I, yeah.
9: But we were right by the islands. So they could have found some place to go.
0: So Bahamas, I'm not going back. Haiti, <laughs> you can have. No, thank you. No. Morocco, nope. Car- Kosovo, no, thank you. Lebanon, nope. I would have loved to go on to Lebanon back in the day, but not now. Oh, no. So those top five, forget it, you can have them. And then St. Martin, I probably would go there, maybe.
8: So is it, that's where they're, they're having the huge outbreaks?
0: Uh, yep, CDC's travel advisories list for COVID-19 just received an update with six nations moving up to level four status, which means you should not go there. These countries you shouldn't be heading to right now ended up in the very high risk category means that these destinations have more than 500 new COVID cases per 100,000 residents.
9: Why aren't these uh, small islands and small areas, why aren't they, like, all vaccinated?
0: Yeah, why aren't
8: they? Well, because because I was, I that was told to that them. Turks and Caicos, there's a large part of the population that are going to treat this with traditional beliefs and traditional medicines. And they are not going to get immunized. Well, before the immunization came out, half of the Germans said they were not going to get immunized. They just said, no, we're not going to get immunized. Half of them. So...
9: I think that they've changed all that. I think they mandated it in Germany. I don't
4: know.
8: I'm pretty sure. I
4: haven't
8: heard anything. You start taking away freedom of choice. That's not cool. uh, Uh,
9: They're doing it
5: all over the place. New York did it. San Francisco did
8: it. They're
9: They're working on it.
8: They're coercing people in certain
9: ways.
5: Which could be argued to be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're right.
9: Well, that's the narrative. It's like, make it so horrible for them that they can't leave their house, that they will do it.
4: Oh, I mean, I know people that didn't want to get it, but they just got it because they didn't want to be the only person at their office wearing a mask. Or the only, you know, like, oh, I'm one of three people at my office that has to wear a mask still and now everybody's back to wearing masks mm-hmm. well and then <laughs> so like, and then if yep. you're the only one wearing a mask then everybody thinks that yeah. you're a yep. and that.
9: crazy yep. person you <laughs> on yeah exactly. it has but nothing to do with choice okay yeah.
0: full reveal i didn't tell you guys this but i did tell it on the air i'm surprised nobody told you about it. Oh, God. now understand that i was kind of a prick to the guy i admit that right up front <laughs>
8: okay
7: at least
0: we're. and uh, he was probably 50 60 pounds overweight something like that so what i said to him but he just would not leave me alone. I went to one of our, our grocery stores that we love to go to, right? And I walk up, and this guy walks up to me and goes, why aren't you wearing a mask? Like that, not like, why aren't you wearing a mask? Why aren't you wearing a mask? I said, what? He goes, you think, you you know, with leadership, you'd offer a better example. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, you should be wearing a mask, show some good, positive leadership to the people that it's the thing to do. I said, well, I've been vaccinated. He goes, that doesn't matter. You should be wearing a mask so other people wear a mask. I said, what, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm just telling And he got meaner. When meter, was this? What was that? When was this? A couple days ago.
4: Well, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated.
0: Well, whatever. it doesn't. I'm just saying. All I'm just, then he got he got angrier and angrier and angrier and finally i'd had enough and again let me remind you i know that i was a prick to him but (laughs) kept kept pushing and he was about 50 60 pounds overweight i mean just i just went through that so you know i understand so i finally said okay pal let me ask you a question what do you think is more dangerous to your health my breath or the fact that you weigh 800 pounds okay i mean you're not wrong <laughs> he did not like that at all. I will tell well, you I
7: mean, that. he didn't he say, lose.
9: "Listen, you fat fuck." <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. That's what?
8: what I should have said. You are a perfect gentleman, and you exercise extreme restraint. See, perfect gentleman. Perfect gentleman. Extreme restraint. I can't. I marry you. He
0: just wouldn't. Stay. He got angrier and angrier and angrier. I was like, would you just leave me alone?
8: And it, and it does matter that you're immunized.
4: Well, no, not because for spreading it, I Because then you it, don't, I don't care if
8: I spread it, because if I spread it to someone who's immunized, they're probably not going to get sick. It's not going to be that bad of bad a thing.
4: Yeah, but I'm just saying the... No, no, it does make a difference. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm saying for the point of, like, I'm immunized, I can't spread it to people, because no, that's I, what I, a lot I, of people I, used to think. It's yep. not true
8: I'm, anymore. I'm wearing, not wearing the mask, because I'm not going to necessarily get sick. I can still get sick. You can still have, You can be, get bad. You can die from it. But the chances are so small, it reduced so much, that's why you're immunized, so no, you I'm don't saying, get sick.
4: If it matters to him that he's vaccinated. It matters to my father that he's vaccinated because he has a less, yes. But But it doesn't protect other people from him. it is what I meant.
8: Well, uh, that's why I got immunized. Yeah, for you. But a lot of people, a lot of people like to do. I'm responsible. I'm responsible for myself. I
4: I 100% agree
5: with you. A lot of people don't want to admit that it is a decision for you. If you're
8: immunized, then you have a choice of either being immunized or choosing to wear an N95 mask so you're protected. Those are two choices. Yeah. And they're healthy choices, both are fine. There's nothing wrong with either of those choices. Yeah. So that that's no, fine. I agree. And then but if you choose oh. not to wear a mask and have not been immunized, well then you're at risk for getting sick.
7: Yeah.
0: Hey, that's all you need Absolutely. to know.
9: Absolutely. I agree.
0: Oh, but so uh, many people think what?
9: Ringo Starr tweeted
7: out,
0: oh, God bless Charlie Watts, God. we're going
9: to miss you, man, oh. peace peace and love to the family. Yes.
0: Yeah, Ringo. Ringo's a great guy, really. Ringo He's another one of those guys. Had him on the KQ morning show. He's in London. We're in Minneapolis-St. Paul. I'm talking to him. All of a sudden, the line goes dead. But two minutes later, the producer goes, "Uh, Tom, Ringo Starr is on the request line. I said, what? He, in London, called and got the request line number so he could finish the interview. Called into the request line from London. That's the kind of guy Ringo Starr is right there. That's
4: why he's always been my favorite Beatle.
0: And I got to be honest with you, again, looking back to when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, if you had told me that Ringo started to go out of his way to make sure he could talk to me, I'd have to go, that'll never happen.
4: Yeah.
0: It's, what a blessing. <clears throat> uh, one quick question for you before we move on What is Havana syndrome? I never even heard of it.
4: Oh my gosh, I heard about this.
5: Yeah, it's some. I
4: heard about this. What is it?
5: Fake thing, I think. Oh, it's fake. It's,
4: oh my god! I'm pretty I sure. I just it is. read something like Kamala two Harris's, weeks ago.
5: Kamala
0: Harris's plane had to sit on the ground for three hours because somebody had Havana syndrome. I've never even heard of it. So maybe you know what? We'll take our break. Come back. Maybe we'll find. Maybe Kristen Burt will know what Havana <laughs> syndrome is. She we'll find might. Out. We'll be back.
3: They ship today.
0: <coughs> this Thursday, the return of Mike Gelfand. I'll be working with him for the first time in years because he won't get up before noon. But you know, other than that, he's got that, that
9: Minnesota work ethic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's nice. But yeah, getting Gelfand back is wonderful. We already got Bob back on the show. And
4: oh, Bob's back
0: on <clears throat> on the morning show. Well, he does Friday. Uh, Friday's into the he NFL. Talks game. about
1: the Vikings, your yes. former team that you've now. Left and I've completely left just in the dust. No, thank you. Abandoned them. They looked great this weekend. Abandoned them. They, they really did look good. <clears throat> they did. did they cousins look, Yeah, they did. They won.
9: What? Yeah, they
1: blew too. They, they beat Seattle. They they actually beat Seattle pretty handily. They did. Wow. 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 I didn't
9: no even answer. look at the score. <clears throat> wow. I don't know what Indeed. I was doing this weekend.
0: I'm about to set a new career record for myself. A
1: career record. It's so a
0: career record for me right now, ladies and gentlemen. After talking to Karen Knotts. I've talked to two generations of the Knots family, so I'm very happy about that. Karen, how are you?
10: Hi, I'm doing great.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Now see you're the you're the second Knotts that I've taught although I I grew up with a family call with Knotts, but their name was K N O T Z. So, you know, that's close. Okay. Close but no cigar. (laughs) Yeah,
10: that's different.
0: Tied up in knots, my dad and me. Karen Knotts tells the full story of her father, Don Knotts. Much has been written about Don Knotts' career, especially about his iconic role as Barney Fife on the Andy Griffith Show, but personal views into the man himself are few and far between. Karen, it's so great of you to call because I, several members of my family, my lovely wife Catherine brought it up, the kids brought it up, my friends brought it up, because I was not on the KQ Morning Show the day that you were there. I missed that day, which made me... A little upset, because I really was looking forward to talking to you, so now I get my chance to talk to you. and
10: uh... Yeah, no, here's your chance, and
0: mm-hmm. it's my chance, too. <laughs> here's our chance. Your your father probably didn't have a bigger fan than me, because he just he played that role. No one could have played that role the way your father did. There's no question about it. Yeah,
10: it's a character he created,
0: you know. Indeed. Also, my wife did point out, Don's difficult childhood in an abusive home, his escape into comedic performance, becoming a household name, his growth as a feature film actor, his failing health, and his family life throughout, leading to touching and hilarious moments that will make the reader laugh and cry. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, oh, Catherine, you're the one that brought it up to me that that Don and I had kind of a similar upbringing.
9: Yes, it did. I I read a little bit of the bio.
0: <coughs> so basically, Karen. Uh, when I was a kid, they basically like to point out my dad was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. What do you think of that?
9: Well, I don't think that's a very polite way of
0: putting it. Well, I'm just telling you what they said to me. That's just how it was, right? <laughs> Karen, how was that for you? I, 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 I kind of know how it feels, but I want to hear your take on the whole thing.
10: Well, um, my dad, was he was a wonderful dad, and he did talk about his childhood sometimes, but he kind of focused more on the funny stories because he had yeah. an older brother, nickname was shadow and shadow was his inspiration for comedy shadow was really funny They also kind of a little bit bitter because he didn't have a chance to have an, a college education even though they lived practically in the backyard of west virginia university their mother ran a boarding house because they were terribly poor it was during the great depression and um their father was you know technically mentally ill and he was he was a terrifying figure in the house that they lived in.
7: Mm-hmm.
10: And then his older brothers uh, had to struggle. They had to drop out of school to help out, you know, and all the, so it was all these struggles. But my dad was naturally funny and just but he didn't know how to control his humor. He was like he would he would whenever he was scared, which was a lot of the time, people would laugh.
7: Right you know? mm-hmm.
10: and so, Yeah, he was frightened. And so that was kind of the I think the beginning of Barney Fife, just, just being that, you know, that frightened, excitable guy, uh, making people laugh, and that kind of put it in his mind, oh, I can make people laugh by being, you know, frightened or being excitable. So that's how it started, I think.
9: Um, it seems like a lot of professional um, people with the kind of background that your father had, it really exhausts them to bring... Yeah, that in, into their roles. When he was at home, was he was he exhausted or was he the same guy?
10: Well, during those years, uh, he was on the show for five years. His whole focus was on the show because it was so all encompassing, and he they worked twelve hours a day often. Wow! And so you know, but but he even though he wasn't there a lot, he was there for us all the time. You know, we never felt abandoned. We never felt. Alone. In fact, I cued my father on his lines because, you know, he had a lot of lines all the time. But it's interesting. I'm glad you asked that question. That's a question I don't get very often. But, yes, it was exhausting uh, to, to, to do that. And they actually, they worked on really two shows a week, if you can believe that, because they did so many more shows per season than they do today.
1: How many, se- so how many shows before, were they doing before
10: before a they season? Got to the that, they were already... Doing a read through for the next week's show during that same week. Oh, so he was always working online during the weekend, you
1: know. How many shows were they doing a season?
10: I, let's see. I, I, I'm not sure. I can't tell you without looking at the book, but sure. I, it was a lot. It, I have it in the book. Okay. But it was quite a bit more than do nowadays. <laughs>
0: so, Karen, it was not, you know, looking at, at the book. Uh, the, your father and, and I kind of went through the same situation with our fathers, but also the gift that your father gave me, my best friend, as a matter of fact, our son, Andy, who was with us today and our daughter, Alex, Andy was named after my best friend as a kid, and I cannot tell you how many times he begged me to stop coming up to him going, Andy, 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 because I did it all the time.
10: Oh, yeah, I can see that happening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Andy, Andy, Andy. How how much of that character, Barney Fife, really was your father?
10: Well, um, not very much um uh, not 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 really very much at all except for it was inside of him like i said you yeah. know as a child he was that character um growing up but as a man not very much at all because he was a very sophisticated guy and he was quiet he was reserved and shy very shy and that's what i have in the book you know that um people when they, they would see us in the restaurant sometimes and they would see and I would even, I would always look and notice who, who saw my dad in the restaurant, right? Right. And you could always tell when somebody spotted him, and you could see them leaning in to have a little conference, like should we or shouldn't we go over, you know? <laughs> and then they would very timidly start walking over, and they, they would expect this Barney Fife like guy to jump out of his chair, and you know, and stuff. And then they would say, "Excuse me, Mr. Knotts," <laughs> and my dad would just turn around very sweet smile, you know, and look right at them and they would be just shocked, you know, that mm. it wasn't Barney Pipe sitting there, you know. Um, but he was he was just this very timid person, you know. But he at the same time confident as at the same time, you know, because he, he was sort of this had this sort of like duality about him where he was worldly and he was famous. But inside, he was shy and timid. It was really interesting to see all these different sides of my father.
1: Well, what was his normal situation concerning <laughs> guns? Because a lot of comedy he did with guns. Yeah, you know, his movies true, yeah. and even his yeah. Barney Fife. Yeah, he did true. a lot of things yeah. with guns. How did he feel normally about guns?
10: Well, I'll tell you a line <laughs> that I have in my show, which which was true. Um, he would, you know, be often at these autograph shows... People would always want to give him a bullet, right? Oh yeah, one so, bullet. Yeah,
1: one bullet. <clears throat> yep.
10: Want everybody to give him a bullet. And one time I was visiting him, and I, I uh, he said, I said, Dad, would you please sign an autograph picture for my friend uh, downstairs? The guy at the desk wanted a picture, and he said, Sure, honey. We, uh, um, let me just get a, a pen out. So he went to pull out the dra- drawer and the drawer was stuck, right? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of, finally, he yanked on that drawer, and all the, these bullets came flying <laughs> out. And I said, Dad, what's all this? And he, said, he explained that the people in the autograph line the night before had all given him a bullet. And he said, what am I going to do with all these bullets? I don't <laughs> even have a gun.
7: <laughs>
10: <laughs> he never owned a gun, but it was funny, because he and Andy were best friends at... You know, and Andy was a hunter. Andy liked to shoot, but my dad didn't. So they were very different in that way. Hmm. He never owned a gun. Hmm. He never had any interest in
0: it. Yeah, it's so interesting, I'm, and I'm glad you brought that up because I had heard in the past that that Andy Griffith could be kind of hard to work with, but your father never did have a problem <clears throat> with him, from what I understand. No,
10: not at all. It would just be just the opposite. I mean, Andy. Andy was the most perfect straight man that ever lived. Right. Because he he knew how to get the best responses out of Barney, and and, and for the other characters too. And you know, a- Andy was this really fascinating man to me. Whenever I would see him on the set, he was he was so complex. And I had a little part on on In Return to Mayberry, and hmm. I had a scene with Andy Griffith. And I was so nervous and excited because to me, Andy was just. I was over the moon about Andy Griffith, you know. <laughs> and I wanted to get it perfect. And so I was playing a secretary to Opie, who is now a grown up right. guy, you sure. know, in May returned to right? And um, he's the an editor of the newspaper. So I had this line and, and Andy was saw that I was nervous, you know, and I wasn't doing it very well. And so he suggested that I eat a cookie during the scene. And so, like a secretary, you know, somehow secretaries are always eating. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to hide. (laughs) So so I was eating a cookie while I was talking to him, and all of a sudden my character just came right out. It was just, like, natural all of a sudden. Oh, you're Mr. Taylor's Mr. Taylor. (laughs) I mean, his father. (laughs) You know, and it was like this character just burst right out of me just based on that suggestion from him.
3: Well, he's a hell of an actor, no
10: doubt. he was doing that for the other people, I'm sure, on the set, you know, giving them suggestions like that.
1: How did
0: uh, how did your father handle it? I mean, obviously, he was very happy about it, but once he did leave the Andy Griffith show, uh, and then so how many movies did he make? Every one of his movies, I just, I had a ball watching those <clears throat> movies.
10: Oh, yeah, I know. they were, And, you know, well, uh, okay, let me first answer your question, but... Um, well, leaving the Andy Griffith Show was, to him, a natural thing, because they had signed a five-year contract. Right. Andy kept saying he was never going to, you know, go any further. He changed his mind, but in the meantime, uh, my dad got an offer for this five-picture deal from Lou Wasserman at Universal. Oh. And um, he was going to get to be the creative, you know, have creative control. Mm. He didn't make very much money. I think they shortchanged changed him on the money part, but... He got to be in control, and that was something that was very important to him. Um, so he, he was all of a sudden, now he was the boss, whereas before he was a second banana, which he loved too. But this was a whole different thing for him, and he loved it. And so that was at a time, a very interesting time in the, in the film industry where all of these family-friendly films were the thing i mean all the kids went to see these oh, yeah. and they made you know movies with, with um disney pictures and all these things and i remember seeing them too and so they dad these pictures fit right in with that but as soon as he got to the end of that five-year picture deal suddenly that went out of style all these families sh- they weren't making the family pictures anymore so it was right on the edge of that and then all of a sudden, the industry started to change, and it got, you know, kind of more adult in nature and stuff, so so all of that changed, right? He got right in on the end of that.
0: But then he went back to television and had another starring role in a huge sitcom, right?
10: Well, before even that happened, well, the, the, um, the, the variety shows came to
7: be. Right, right. Okay. oh yeah.
10: <laughs> so... Um, so what filled in the gap with the families was the variety shows, because at that time, the families, they only had one TV, right? Right. Uh, every, every family had one TV because they couldn't afford two TVs at that point yet, usually. So they had to come up with entertainment that was good for the whole family. So you had mom and dad, you had teenagers, and you had little kids. So the variety show format covered all those ages, right? So they had, uh, they had a host. And you had guest stars, and the guest stars were usually movie stars from the previous era. So you had all of these movie stars who had been famous. Now they were becoming famous all over again. And then you had um, sketches, okay, and the sketches were fun for the kids. So the sketches were almost vaudevillian in nature, and they borrowed from the vaudeville days. Mm-hmm. All, this, all this material from the vaudeville. So, um, so Dad and was, was was being asked to do, and he did tons of these variety shows. There was like Donnie and Marie, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even think of all of them right now, but mm-hmm. of course the pinnacle to all that, and pretty much the most successful one, everyone agrees to it, is the Carol Burnett show, which actually came at the end of all of that, and she she brought in a whole new life to the variety show. But um, So that's how, those variety shows kept my dad working in between, uh, the movies
0: and then finally when he got on 3 the company you know it's amazing Karen you just mentioned a favorite of my wife's because uh, she was on this very show we're on now we had Carol Burnett on uh. and well Catherine you take over it's a great story
9: Oh well, I grew up watching that show with my family. Like you said, everybody sat around the television because, well, first of all, televisions were huge. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're huge
7: TV. <laughs> <You> remember, <laughs> <The cabinet's laughs> a good. console took up half yeah, the wall in the out. living room.
5: <laughs> yep.
9: Had a hi-fi in it. To remember yeah.
5: hi-fi? Oh yeah. Well, it was a centerpiece rather than an appliance. <laughs> oh, in a way totally to, was. Wait a little bit. Yeah. Oh God,
9: yes. Yeah, and if you were yeah, if you were lucky, you had one that had all the. All the cool cabinetry and stuff mm-hmm. but and, and the pictures That's were just right. they, and yeah, the pictures think... were just terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they really were bad
7: the color was horrendous. but
9: I, I, I just i remember that that was you know it was a wonderful world of disney carol yeah. burnett yeah. show yeah. i came home from school and watched mayberry rfd and i think it mm-hmm. was yeah the after school mm-hmm. shows along Gilligan's island and all that stuff sure but um the carol burnett show was one of my dad's favorites he used to just laugh so hard at that and when we got to have her on this show i, I asked her oh, if she yeah. would say happy birthday to him
0: which is his birthday is next
1: week uh, too yeah, yeah. so week. i
9: played it for his i think it was his 90th birthday It was. Maybe?
1: sounds about right yeah, yeah he's going to be
9: 95 in a couple of in, yeah. a, in a week or yep. so and uh i played it for him and he's like well, how did you get that accomplished?
7: <laughs> <laughs> well, I talked to him today. I, I
9: don't know if you know what we're doing here, but we <laughs> no, talked to people. No, I don't people. think so. <laughs> it was, it was very funny. Did and then, he keep that? Uh, Andy still has it, and Somewhere. I, I play it for, I, I played it for him. I don't know, five or six times, and he just couldn't wrap his head around the fact that Carol Burnett knew who he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was oh so cute God. it was oh. adorable
0: but I, you know I, karen i at the very beginning i talked about the fact that i interviewed your father many many years ago i've been in radio for 50 years now as a matter of fact so <laughs> it, i've been around a while but your father could not have been more pleasant he was very forthcoming you yeah. didn't have any questions that he didn't want to answer he, he, he was a terrific well much like you karen he was a great interview.
10: Well, thank you, and that also says something for you, I must say, because my dad wasn't always a good person to interview because people would ask him the same questions over and over right. again, or things like that, and he, he really, frankly, was burned out on all those questions. So sometimes he would just kind of give very short answers.
0: But, you know, I always <laughs> so, want so to know... you
10: must have, must have given a good interview.
0: Well, yeah. I got lucky because I, I am actually interested in, you know, like you, Karen Nuts what you do every day, how you uh you go about I'm that stuff fascinates me. You grew up a lot different than I did. You grew up a lot different than your father did. So when you look back at your life, it must in in general, even though your father did, did have, you know, some struggles with his with your grandfather, uh it was quite a way to grow up I would imagine. Well you
10: mean for me growing
0: up? For you, yes. <clears throat>
10: Well, yeah, it was. It was. It was very different. And I grew up in Glendale, California, and it was funny. But I just was just like any other kid in school. I mean, everybody knew who my father was, and and you know, and they knew he was famous. But nobody bothered me about it. And I felt like just any other kid in school, you know. And so I was very lucky because I think now it's different. But um, oh yeah, sometimes though. He, Sometimes people would come and knock on the ring of the door and ask for an autograph, you know, which was really, really, I just thought that was weird. Um, <laughs> but then, <laughs> yes. But then uh, when I got into high school, um, you know, but as I got a little older, then, you know, then the Andy Griffith Show fame started following me around, which Ooh. kind of um, mm-hmm. was a problem for me because I, I didn't have the confidence to just be myself. And then when I got into high school, we moved to Beverly Hills. My dad got a house in Beverly Hills. Oh,
7: yeah.
10: All of a sudden, I was with all these kids that were whose fathers were more famous than mine. And then I felt like, <laughs> like a nobody again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a great so story, I went, yeah.
10: Like a regular kid to being really super annoyed about people and talk about Barney Fife all the time, to then being really annoyed about people not knowing anything about my dad. <laughs> yeah I suppose or not, or being like being like not important at all with all these kids having more famous fathers than mine.
0: Karen, you know what's amazing about that is you look back, there was ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox wasn't even around yet. <clears throat> so that's what everybody right. watched. I mean, the Beatles appeared on Ed Sullivan in that same era and drew, I believe, 72 million viewers, wow. which is rather impressive.
7: Right. And right.
0: you, you yeah. look at it now. We just, uh, I don't know if you know who Craig Gass is, he's a great comedian. He does great impressions. and he I mean, just brilliant Craig. impressions. His name is Craig Gass. Yeah, he's yeah. very, very good. As a matter of fact, he grew up being a, oh, go ahead, sorry. I yeah I, there's a possibility he just he grew up his mother, father and sister are all deaf so he learned to speak oh. in many different voices just by listening because they all oh. had, had you know affected speech because of their the loss of hearing they didn't they couldn't hear at all uh-huh. so he learned to right. imitate other people and he's one of the most brilliant uh, people at that job on earth but what ah. we discovered last he was in town last week and we discovered he was doing, he just this brilliant Christopher Walken impression. But what's sad is peop, really? people under 40 have no idea who Christopher Walken mm-hmm. even is. That's how widespread oh my God, we are. Now. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is weird, I know.
10: That's very weird.
0: Karen, do you have 10 more minutes? Because uh, we we so got to take a quick break. Do you have 10 more minutes?
10: Well, that's up to
0: Art. You know, he Art, yeah. Art.
5: What does Art have to say, Andy? I don't know what he has to say. I haven't Art. heard anything. So I assume so. My okay,
0: we'll take a break. We'll, we'll find out, Karen, and we'll we'll, we'll follow okay. the rule of the day, whatever it is. We'll be right back more with okay. Karen Knotts.
10: I'll just be here.
0: The book is called <laughs> Tied Up in Knots: My Dad and Me. It's available right now. You can just go to Amazon.com, A-M-Z-N. To uh, Yeah, we'll take care of the whole thing. You can uh, you order the book. It's been out for about six days now. Right back, more with Karen Knotts. Four nine one six five two seven. That's continuum, C O N T I N U U M, continuumweightwellbeing.com. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum Weight and Wellbeing Life Beyond Weight Loss Mode. There you go. Karen, are you still with us?
10: I'm still here.
0: Okay, I just wanted to make sure I, uh, because uh, Art said you do have to move on to your next interview. But I just want to come back and thank you. What a great honor it is to uh, oh. to, to talk to you about this. And uh, we we try to follow the rules, you know. If Art needs you to move on, you move oh, on. But of one of these days we got to talk again, Karen. Thank you for your thank time you. today.
10: Yes. Uh, By the way,
0: my website is KarenKnotts.com if you want to mention that or come back to that. We can do that. Karen, K-N-O-T-T-S, KarenKnotts.com. Karen, thank you very, very much. Appreciate your time.
10: Thank you for having me.
0: Bye. What a sweetheart of a person. Very nice. Isn't that great? Her father's Mm -hmm. a big TV star, big movie star, then back to big TV star didn't affect her. She's the nicest person on earth. She sounds
4: exactly like my neighbor. Really? Mm. Or her dad. So much like my neighbor.
0: I drove Andy Fisher nuts. Every time he'd do something, I'd go,
1: Andy, Andy, Andy. Andy, Andy. Andy, Andy.
0: (laughs) Drove him crazy. See, now there's a good example for you, ladies and gentlemen. This is a woman who grew up in Beverly Hills. Well, first of all, in Glendale, then Beverly Hills. Family had a lot of dough. Father, very famous. Is she a complete pain in the ass? No, she's a great person.
4: Well, you never know. To us. In an interview, she could be lovely. Oh, and real life, listen to you.
0: She's sincere as a God. Such a kidding.
4: pessimist. I'm totally kidding. She seems like a very very nice person. she
0: really does i tell you what though you bring talking uh, talking about the carol burnett deal that is so you do have that to play for for don on his 95th birthday oh, well, you should
9: find that so we can play that yeah. because his birthday is coming up again it was almost,
5: it was almost exactly five years ago <clears throat>
9: yet another was, birthday yeah. coming around the corner he's,
5: he's had a few <laughs> <I guess. laughs> say, yeah, 95 of them
0: keep happening that's another example though carol burnett one of the most successful tv people of all time and you yep. would never Arguably. know it you'd never yep. know it's nicest person you'd ever want to talk to she mm-hmm. is
9: a I wonderful human being and i'm just Everybody who's ever worked with her, to my understanding, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's somebody that's disgruntled someplace. They just loved working with her.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and Harvey Corman, She had, she had <clears> you know <throat> Tim uh, Tim uh, Conway. Tim Conway. I mean that whole
9: well, the Vicky, yeah. Vicky Vicky Lawrence. Lawrence. Vicky
0: Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. She got right.
9: a, you know how she got on that show.
0: Who mm-hmm. Vicky Lawrence? Yeah. No.
9: She kept she kept writing to Carol Burnett saying, "Hire me, please hire me. I really want to be on your show. I I don't." I don't have hardly any experience. I don't know what I'm doing. but I know I, know I can do this. And she was great. She hired her.
0: That's There you go. That's Carol Burnett right there.
9: And she was a f- she was fabulous on that show.
0: You know, a lot of times, nah, I shouldn't say a lot of times. Sometimes you ask people, could you just say a quick hello to my father, Don Brandt? It would be nice to go, oh, you know, I would, but I'm really not there. in a bind here. A lot of them won't do it. No, nah, I shouldn't say a lot of it. Some of them won't do it. Most of them will do it. But I mean, Carol Burnett was the biggest TV star of her time. Well, getting around, man.
9: And watching that show, they would crack up so hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, they would try to not crack up so hard. You could tell that they actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. That was that wasn't faking it. Yeah. There's just no way because they would just sit there and they would be. You could you could see that they were like biting the inside of their cheek, anything to try not to crack up.
1: No, must... she and lucy were pretty iconic for oh female. god yes yeah oh, lucy yeah. was Most one of one. those
9: tortured people yep. though where i think carol Burnett
1: just yep.
9: enjoyed life but they had a
1: lot of interaction between the two of them did they yeah from what i was watching a documentary with lucy and they had a lot of a lot of advice to give each other at different times oh huh. I yeah, didn't know that.
0: So. Carol Burnett had to sue somebody one time, a newspaper reporter, because he reported that she was drunk and belligerent. And <laughs> oh, yeah. And it wasn't, yeah. wasn't right. true.
1: Yeah, that's right. It never happened. Didn't she have some possible? medical condition that was... Yeah, that might have been right. I think it was right a that. medical condition <laughs> that, that they said was her drunk, but it wasn't. It was... Some something else that she had.
9: Oh. Carol, well, I, uh, how old is Carol Burnett now? She's still around.
7: eighty eight. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah,
1: late
9: 80s. She's still writing and doing stuff and having she's Brand giving talks
0: and what a sweetheart.
9: It's unbelievable.
0: She is terrific. When she came out, what's that one scene when she comes out and she's supposed to be all dressed up in this fashion gown and it turns out to be a curtain rod? Oh, she was she that was that? doing a spoof
9: on Gone with the Wind.
7: That's what it was, Gone with the Wind. That yeah. was mean, Gone, yeah, was the gone the with the Wind spoof, yeah. She's
0: wearing a curtain rod. And she, mm-hmm.
9: Was Bob Mackie her designer? Cause I think, I think that so, yeah. might have been where, oh, really? where he got his start wow. was on her show. You
0: might be right. You might be right about that. Which, but she, that's speaking I love
1: of that. designers, have you seen Cruella yet? No. It's you such that. a good so movie. A great movie. Good. That oh really gosh. is a good movie. It's a cartoon. No, it's not a cartoon. No,
9: it's not. It's no. not. It's live action. You're option. a cartoon. Yeah. It's live not action.
1: You. <laughs> you, you will like it when you watch it. I You will be shocked and you will like it. All right. I, I, can, I will watch it. I, will I guarantee think he would it. like it. I will guarantee he will like it i like the women in it they're both yep.
0: very good actors oh they're first, just really the, good the
9: car the car the ca- yeah the I'm, car. I'm, the I'm still madly with oh,
0: the
1: car is a the really devil. great devil. looking
9: car yeah. i don't devil. know what it is it's a good <laughs> <The> car Deville. <laughs> what it's a deville yeah it's, it's really deville. old though
1: yeah that's how they got the name oh yeah, i did not deville, know that yeah. that's part of the movie the panther deville oh that's right now i
4: remember we did watch that again. That's really funny because all morning I've been singing the Cruella Deville song. Oh yeah, it's a cool yeah. song. Yeah. Which yeah. I did that, that song
1: what. from a, as a kid. I don't know why, but I did. Yeah. Oh my God, that car is gorgeous. Isn't it yeah. the
9: most gorgeous Woo! car?
1: But no, you should see that movie. It's a it's very a really, very really good movie. movie. I was shocked how good that was. It's so good, well, and, and the are soundtrack is amazing. DeVilles, so, mm-hmm. Sixty Devilles. One. There only 60 In all of, them? of the world. Yeah. Oh, wow.
9: that's why it's so pretty. I yep. <laughs> can't do, have one.
5: Every last one was hand built. Oh my, How wow. much did they cost, Andy? uh I don't know. Let's if you see who has one. Jay Leno. Yeah, He'll exactly. have one. Yeah, Jay Leno will Jay, have one. You're Reggie right. Jackson. Right. Reggie Jackson buys the Well, here's one yeah. that was for auction. Let's see, when was this? uh 2013. Oh wow! It was up for auction for seventy thousand, and no one bought it. What? Wow
7: what a huh. bargain what?
5: bring it by i'll buy it right. it was in fort yeah. lauderdale too <sighs> it was you oh, it.
9: maybe it was oh, in bad shape God. was it in bad
5: shape it must have been well the, by the picture it looks fine to me it, was it had Sotheby's, a of
9: engine suspension well,
5: was yeah, falling I'm out i'm sure it probably didn't drive if i had to guess i guarantee you if i
0: bought that car i promise you if i bought that car i would buy the one of those big wide-brim hats and wear it cocked like Al Capone. Mm. <laughs> Why don't you they just do that was, in your mafia
9: car that you've got now? No, I have a
5: mafia car. no I have a family vehicle. A it was inspected and in serviced by Jaguar. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful 70 car. 8,000 yeah. miles on it.
9: I'm, I'm not really a car... You know, like, crazy person, but that car.
5: That's a great-looking car. like if
9: somebody gave me that car, I would, 70,
5: 000, I would like For $70,000? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, looks, they're not worth very much money. That's interesting. Yeah, it looks well, really
4: right. nice. Oh, it's just beautiful.
0: Well, I suppose you but couldn't I mean, it
5: take it look look anywhere. That's trashed. the problem.
9: Well, no. it's like the old Jags. They, they were very stylish cars. I mean, they really
0: were. You know what you'd have to do with that? You, you could literally, if you lived on Palm Beach Island, you could
9: drive no, that No, you car. can't drive that here.
0: Not here well, or, you don't want or it, off the island. You don't
9: want any salt spray on
4: that
0: no, car. You <laughs> no, you don't.
4: <laughs> oh, there's a, Plus, people would spit on you. There's one in England that's for sale for $125,000. That's it? Or pounds. Yeah. God, oh, you would think that that so would be like
1: millions. You can gas to run it,
0: though. Right, my Do birthday's you, uh, coming up, Catherine. I want you to they're know. They're like
1: questioning whether they can drive places in England right now because they don't know if they'll oh, get really. back because they can't get gas. Mm. Apparently it's a huge issue right now with gas in England. Have
9: you heard that there's a whole ton of ships right on the <laughs> yeah. coast yep. of California and they're not letting them get unloaded?
1: That's correct. Was new Nobody I know can, that was before uh, but that's happening again now.
9: Yes. And if, I mean and there's all these rumors on the internet that it's the Biden administration is forcing shortages for some strange reason. Oh, I don't know God. what that is
1: for I
9: don't know. I just, why won't they unload the ships?
1: I don't know. You're mm-hmm. I know I know. before there was an issue with dock workers and COVID, but that was earlier. I, boy, I haven't heard anything They're recently outside, about that.
9: They use cranes. Uh, seems like it would be fairly <sighs> safe outside. 56
5: cargo ships.
1: Wow. Stuck off
5: 56 and, of them. Just off why? of the and California coast. And it's coast. the
9: government. It's the, admin, it's the it Biden say administration saying that they can't unload them.
0: Um... There aren't any Haitians on them. Are, are they why. saying
9: because the people haven't been tested on the ships? I mean, we're I letting people well, in by the tens their... of thousands without and being they, tested. some
0: of them do have COVID, too. So,
9: yeah. Uh,
5: apparently, a lot of it is because of the labor shortage.
1: It's a labor issue.
5: So it is the it's government labor-ish. doing it. It's just mm-hmm. not a direct, you know. You pay people not to work, they're not going to work. That's how it works. How oh, does it? Much Ironically, that is how it works. Ironically.
4: Dan, was at a Jimmy John's? The other day, Fawn lo- lost her first tooth on a Jimmy John's oh, sandwich. Oh, a
0: Jimmy John's sandwich, <laughs> exactly. It. There
4: you go. Um, she was eating, and I heard a crunch, and she looked at me. was like, had yeah. this blank stare, and her tooth was just dangling there. Nice. Um, but yeah, on the door, it was like they had just, you could tell that the employees just printed this out. Like, it was not approved by Jimmy John's, I don't think. And it was like, due to the state of the world... We are very short-staffed. Mm-hmm. Please be kind to the people that did choose yeah. to sh- show up yeah. for work. I'm like, oh, my
5: gosh. Yeah, the average uh, wait time per ship is eight days. Whoa! Wow. wow.
4: I was
9: at, yeah. a, I was at a fresh it, is time. Is
1: that normally a thing they no. used to do in one day? Uh, uh,
5: that's I'm a guessing. Good I mean, yeah. that's a
9: huge port.
5: That's a very huge Jeez. port, yes. Yeah. Wow.
9: Um, I was at a fresh time market, and the woman, there was, like, I don't know, eight people standing in line. And I said, could you please call somebody up? And she says, I would if we had anybody that yeah, showed people. up today other yeah. than me. <laughs>
7: oh God! Yeah. Oh
5: man! Yeah, they have to stop with the unemployment. Yeah, when is that? Really? they really, yeah, do. They really have to, to a stop A lot of that.
9: states it has stopped, but Minnesota, mm-hmm. Minnesota of course, it up.
5: yep, decided yeah. keep I, paying people to I don't think they're going to stop
9: it. You well, you know, they, they don't
5: want people to work because they want small businesses to go out of business. Uh, so good. all the mega corpse in their pocket can swoop in and take over everything.
4: Oh boy!
5: What a life. <laughs>
4: That's, did you hear um, how Joe Biden did a speech a few days ago or whatever? And he was talking about how Flor- in I think he was in Florida. I don't know. He was talking about Florida. He was talking <laughs> about how um, hurricane season is coming. Coming? And, yeah. He's like, hurricane season is coming, and I you want to know what he said? The three said that already hit. And, you know what he said? The best thing to do to prepare for hurricane season was what? Get vaccinated. Oh, my God.
5: Of course that's <laughs> what he said. <laughs> I, politicians, Dan just get away from me. Dan the audio
4: last night, and he just started cracking up. Because he's like, this has just got to the point. It's really insane. <laughs> Where it does? It's so ridiculous. Well, I'm surprised well, he didn't I, say prepay is your taxes. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, I mean, the hurricane season is coming, and the best thing you can do to prepare is to get vaccinated.
0: It's like, it would not be great if the, the hurricane came out and you're vaccinated and just She's went like, right yeah. around nope. you. Yeah,
5: if you're mind. stuck in your house cuz of a hurricane, you're not catching anything. You know what's oh so God. funny
9: is the national media gives Florida like I mean it make I mean it's hilarious how very much time they spend Florida. on hating on Florida it's mm-hmm. a report Wait, va- vaccination rates in Florida are just as high as Minnesota. Yeah, they They're are. They're just as high. Yep. And people are like, but so many people are dying. It's like there's a ton more people in Florida yeah, than so you many, think. Mark. Well, that's like when We're we went almost to f-
0: 30 million. It's like yeah, the fifth yeah, more most people...
9: populous state, I think, or something I mean. like
0: third. Yeah, no, maybe it's fourth. The, maybe fourth.
9: I think it, it's gotten way up there. Let's
0: see. A lot of New Yorkers that like where we are
5: in Palm Beach County. That's true. They all go oh, there. Oh, my it's God. Well, they crazy. all move they there. They move there. Third most populous yeah. state. Yes, yeah, third most populous. I think third most third populous. It's over. Yeah. It beats out New York.
4: Yep. Well, that was like mm. when we went That's there California. last week. It's Texas, California. California.
5: When we California, went Texas,
0: then California? Texas, then Florida. Yep. California, Texas, and wow. Florida. Wow, I have no idea. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah
9: it's you weird. notice
0: they're all beneath the Mason-Dixon line, where all the heat is. <laughs> well, um, that's where everybody moved. Now it's like, hey, it's warm down here. But
1: New York's fourth, isn't it?
0: New York is fourth. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, but, I mean, fourth. that's the immigration. And it's so like Pennsylvania.
1: Smaller.
4: New York is so much smaller. Pennsylvania is
0: fifth. fifth. Yeah, Pennsylvania yeah. would be fifth. Not a close fifth, though. Ah, no, <laughs> give me that knowing <laughs> nod. He looks at me. And goes, yeah. Hey, there are two people. Oh, there's a person and a business. It's their birthday today, right?
1: The business's business? birthday.
0: Yeah. A business's birthday and our friend's birthday. Today is Tino Letieri's oh, birthday. Huh. birthday. Happy birthday, Tino! Tino, Tino Lettieri, one of my favorite people in the world. He's a lovely man. He is married to Louis and actually Francine and Louis's daughter. There Thank you. I was like, yeah, he's, he's to not to Louis. I
9: would say that's fair.
0: No, I I was going to go Louis Francine, but I went Francine Louis just to piss him off. But but in any case, now, Tino is one of my favorite people on earth, just a lovely man. So what
1: birthday for a business?
0: Today is the 23rd birthday of... Anybody know? No idea. 23rd birthday of
5: Google. Really? That sounds about... Wait, really? No. That's well, 23rd Google or birthday. Alphabet Incorporated, because a lot of people don't know Alphabet is actually the company that owns, that Google. owns Google. Google, I think, is the one that's twenty-three today. That'd wow. Make, that would make more sense because Alphabet, I'm pretty sure, is actually relatively. Oh well, I mean, technically, was founded in 2015, but you know, the predecessor. Mm. Yeah.
0: But you did? You find oh, Google's go.
5: twenty-three? Google LLC. Oh yeah, it's only twenty-three years ago. Wow. <laughs> See? Wow, so yeah, no, that whole... Uh... So
9: you said only 23? See, I wouldn't have thought it was 23. Well, it's
5: 1998. That was eight, seven, eight, nine oh, years after know. some of them already wow. established. Yahoo, I'm pretty sure, is much older. Oh, yeah.
9: yeah Yahoo, I seem to but remember. But can't
5: be that
1: much
7: older.
9: Well, yeah, four might, years older, yeah. yeah. 47 40 years.
5: Hmm. How about... Well, before that, it was like unless you were on a college camp, like a Ivy League college campus, or you were part of the government, yeah. you didn't have access to the internet. That's true. So. How about
9: Ask Jeeves? How
7: old?
9: Was that the, like the first
5: search engine? Uh, no, Yahoo was first. What? Yahoo about was Dogpile?
1: first? when was ask Dogpile?
5: Jeeves was ninety six. So when, just in the middle. When
1: was Dogpile?
5: Dogpile. Dog dog also ninety six.
1: Ninety six. Really.
9: Ask Jeeves, what was that? What was another early one?
1: Uh, I know know
5: I avoided it like I do now. We Mm -hmm. have someone on the phone. I don't know who. Someone! Just some random caller. Yep, random caller.
0: Hello, who is it? Hey, it's Eric from Denver.
1: Eric from Denver.
0: Eric from Denver, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Never better. What's the latest?
6: Well, you guys were talking about the uh, ports earlier, and I had read. That the uh, ships were out there because they don't have anywhere to put the product because the, there's not enough trucks.
1: Mm, the truck issue. It could be
0: part of the truck of it issue too. as well. So that's a, an unloading issue because there's nobody to unload them. Yeah. It's a trucking issue. It's a parts issue. They've got to get all these different Is this issues.
9: called infrastructure?
7: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It used to be. Logistics. Infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So, Eric, do they have a, do they have an idea when this thing might be solved? When we might be back to nope. normal? No, no idea. Yeah, uh, in the article I read,
6: there was you know it, it's like anything else. It's just a, it's a labor shortage.
7: Mm.
0: Yeah, it it is. And somebody told me for about the fifteenth time in the last two years that the trucking industry is going to shut down completely if they don't do something about
6: it. Well, uh, we were talking about this yesterday, and they said, you know, uh, in Europe everything's near. The rivers, the oceans, but the railways, the railways are uh, phenomenal out there. And everything's shipped on the railway.
0: Right. I don't understand why we don't do that more in America, particularly in the western part of the country. There's just nothing out there, including people. Well, Eric, we appreciate you. On the road for the Tom Bernard podcast, Eric in Denver. See, I just gave you a reporter's (laughs) credit. What do you think?
1: That's think guys. The Thank transportation you. issue is a big difference on why you can have such low um alcohol uh, limits in Europe because you shouldn't oh, be yeah. driving. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, the problem if you put it at, you know, one beer and you make that the uh, law in Minnesota, or you make that law in the United States is is people don't have a way to get around. Yeah, they you don't. Know? I mean, it's... It is, pretty bit, which is why we've been higher typically, or we were 0.1 or 0.14 at one point, and now we're .08. Oh, Canada's know, so. got
9: a lot of space, and they don't They're tolerate. It like they've, cars, are, you know.
1: they've got better transportation than we do in a lot of areas, too. That's
9: right. They well, do have Canadian a lot of rail. Pacific. Yeah, they do have a lot of trains. I so. love the CP.
1: They have trains and buses, and you know we don't. We just have never really gotten that kind of infrastructure done. That <coughs> traveling, other than in a couple cities, wasn't you
0: know? the rail the rail system here primarily used to ship things yes it was all sure. shipping yeah. well sure. the east
9: coast yeah. has really great yeah rail. they do they have good rail they
0: do indeed and the bright line's coming back baby next month
5: <laughs> love the bright Line. it's not made by amtrak is it no no it's made by you heard about that what the derailment oh, in yeah, oh, yeah. kill oh, three, yeah.
1: three people yeah one of the cars How did flipped the over derail in yeah, the year I, 2021, I do, wonder, I do wonder sometimes how that happens. Yeah, <laughs> it's like right. you're on a rail and then suddenly you're up. I mean, yeah, the like superhero come by and pop you yeah. over. or something I don't yeah. know.
9: Is it is it because the tracks are in poor shape? Is it because well,
1: operator error? To I do with mean, the tracks or the wheels? That I don't mean, think something. they've it's said, said yet. Something. They haven't yeah. figured it out. But that, it is odd.
0: Yeah,
4: a villain came and
1: Well, <laughs> 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 one of the cars
0: literally flipped over on its roof. Oh God! That had some speed going. Oh yeah.
1: I still remember that train I took in from the airport to where you guys are. Where oh, I yeah. took the wrong train. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh really? you took the
9: Tri Rail. I took
1: the other one. It's like Garbage. there's no way Catherine was on this one. <laughs> no, no <laughs> oh, there God. was not. I mean, I thought I was in. You know, yeah. A the Tri Rail is you know? yet again one?
4: A, st- a state train.
9: State
1: train. One time in
4: my, but it's disgusting. The mm-hmm. one time in my marriage that I was like, I might leave my husband.
7: Was, <laughs> it was over of the Tri Rail. Mm-hmm.
4: It kept breaking down. It broke down five times from Fort Lauderdale to West Palm Beach, and Fawn was. Baby. and we had been trapped. It was I like didn't a know it was thing. So horrible and damn, everybody like-
9: uses it. To again, especially to go to the airport everybody Dan does they, use it a lot, yeah, yes. a, lot bags, lot yep, a lot of people are on that train with me a lot
1: of bags a lot of stuff a lot
4: of people you still haven't forgiven my mother for telling us to
1: take it no, she,
7: i don't it. think they tell
1: people to take <laughs> it a, they just don't tell people there's two options yeah you true. know well there wasn't
4: another
9: that, option
7: no there wasn't oh, back and then yeah, yeah, there wasn't that point okay.
4: I call it. Oh, he'll st- yeah, he'll still be yeah, like I'll like, be mad just, for the rest why of she his life just pick us up. <laughs> <I'm> like,
0: <sighs> I don't know. You know what I love about that is you got Tri Rail, which I've never been on. I've never even well, been on Tri Rail. Go on it. Mm-hmm. And then you got Brightline, which they bring you a cocktail, Bright. a sandwich, a little dessert. Mm.
4: <laughs> it's
7: like a European train.
0: Like, well, you told drink. me that. Yeah.
1: Like I'm waiting for my cocktail.
0: <laughs> yeah, where's my sandwich.
7: My cocktail. My, <laughs> there, where's,
0: <laughs>
1: where's my cocktail? I don't know that I would eat, eat or drink anything, <laughs> anything on this thing. Yeah.
4: The only way you're going to have a cocktail on the Tri Rail is if you drink it out of a paper bag.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much true one of those pre-mixed cocktails yep. Yep.
9: Mm-hmm. I did, fireball yeah fireball i remember a friend a of mine decided to take the amtrak she was so excited she was in mm-hmm. her husband and their two little twins were going to take a cross-country trip mm-hmm. on the amtrak mm-hmm. and they were so excited they got the overnight car blah oh, blah, blah. they were going to go out to see some friend in seattle or someplace and she said she got on the train, looked at their car, and started to cry. Oh, yeah. Really? She said it was dumpy, oh, disgusting, yeah. Yeah. old, S- shitty, hmm. all of and it. very expensive. Oh, my gosh. And very expensive. Yeah, yeah
5: Melissa wants me. to take a train trip one of these days, and I'm like, are there any non-gross ones in cool I, mean, I, cool. really I don't know if
1: you cool ones in different, I mean. here? don't I don't know. We, used went to be. Banff. we went in yeah. We oh, went yeah. in. Yeah, different countries. Yeah.
4: Like we took on our yeah, honeymoon. The Canadian Pacific. Is yeah, nice. on our honeymoon mm. we went from Germany to Sweden to Denmark. Yeah, on a train. And it was like the train got on a boat and all this stuff, and the we train spent got the on the a night. boat? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the train went wow. on a boat, and then we went. They had to ferry it over to
5: the island. Seems very inefficient. Seems like yeah. having
1: a train here and a train there would be easier, but you know. Seem well, like it
4: was like to get from Sweden to Denmark, you have to take a boat. Well, I understand
1: that. That and is, you
7: so, right. get off the, s- the train, but
4: then you just the put, Yeah, but then it's you just actually the pretty cool. Train just goes onto the track. How many cars?
7: How
0: many cars are there on the?
4: Boat? I don't. There were like a couple hundred people on the boat. Really? Yeah, and you just like got <clears throat> off. It was a huge <clears throat> ferry, and there was like a restaurant and a bar and duty free huh. area and all that stuff. And yeah, we took it and we slept on it. It was really nice. The, I mean, yeah. the bed, the room was minuscule. I'm sure. And the beds, it was like a bunk bed situation. That fold up and down. No, those ones didn't fold. They were permanent, but the room was tiny. But it was like you didn't really spend much time in your room. No.
0: We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. (laughs)